Military sexual trauma can affect people of all backgrounds, regardless of their age, race, gender identity, or sexual orientation. No matter how long it's been since the experience, you can get compassionate care from VA to support your healing. Learn about the many care options designed to help military sexual trauma survivors. To get started, call your local VA facility and ask to speak with your MST coordinator. Hello and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. My name is Travis. I'm a Marine Corps veteran and your host. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hubazoo Network. You can find out more on hubazoo.com. I want to start off and thank my sponsors, Joyce Asak of Asak Real Estate, Mark Holmes, Army National Guard veteran of Reapers Detailing and Power Washing, and my supporters, Simper Savage, Bottom Gun Coffee, and Quezon Shaving Company. And I am excited today. Uh, this guy and I have been trying to sync up for a while now. He is always Oscar Mike. Um, but it's an exciting time. Not a veteran, but you're going to like this show anyway. I want to introduce uh, artist, patriot, business owner, entrepreneur, Andy Ross. Welcome to Oscar Mike Radio. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a beautiful day. As you can see, uh, you've caught me outside out here at the farm. So, uh apologize for the chickens and uh, some cows and whatever background noise is going to take place, but uh, couldn't couldn't think of a better place to be right now. It's a beautiful day. Hey, man, I grew up on a farm, you know, slopping hogs and, and shoveling manure and chicken, chicken dew, so it's all good to me. Um, now, you didn't serve in the military. Let's just, you know, but that's okay because, you know, one of the things I'm trying to do with Oscar Mike Radio is profile civilians who love their country, support veterans and use what they have to move forward in life. And you, you do all these things. So for, for my listeners and, and watchers watching this, who is Andy Ross? Well, Andy Ross, first of all, is uh, very blessed and thankful to be on your show today. Um, I've been chasing the American dream since I can remember. And uh, I've been, uh, uh, you know, fortunate enough to turn a lot of my passions into into business and success. And, you know, it's just been one uh, one chapter has led into the next when when you go back and we kind of touch on the story a little bit. It's it's truly an organic story. And it just happened from uh, trying to be, you know, be honest, do the right thing. I love my country. Um, I love the opportunity this country uh, provides us to chase the American dream. And uh, we've worked hard and, and, you know, ended up here. So, um, again, happy to be here today and tell my story. All right. So let, let's start with the music side of, of, of Andy, because that's how, you know, I got, you know, connected with you. And I'm like, you know, this dude, you know, now I'll be straight with you, Andy. I'm not really like a country guy. I'm more of a metalhead rock and roller. But, you know, the thing is, I like I like talking to you musicians, especially the country people is there's a real undercurrent of patriotism there. And you all have had to grind and work really hard to perfect your craft and, you know, get good at it. What brought you to music in your life? What, what did music do for you? I want to I definitely uh, I want to tell that story, and I also want to tell that uh, that metalhead story because I'm with you, man. I I uh, I grew up. Uh, you know, I was lucky when I was little. I consider it lucky, but I had older sisters and older brothers, like five and six years older. So when I was 10 and 11, 
you know, my friends in school were listening to the Partridge family and I was listening to my brothers and sisters records. I was listening to Fleetwood Mac and Bob Seger and the Eagles and, you know, all this good stuff and Joe Walsh's solo albums. And, and, uh, so I got to listen to good stuff real early, but how I got here, um, I had a TV show for 10 years on outdoor TV. I bow hunted the world on outdoor television, a show called maximum archery world tour. Right. And I was the, you know, the bow hunter and the host of the show. And, um, the show was originally called maximum archery. And one day about four years into the show, I said to my cameraman, uh, Mike, I said, you know, these X games, these, these kids are into today, the crazy stuff they're doing with skateboards and motorcycles and bicycles and these video games are getting really cool. So what kid's going to want to sit there and watch me, you know, on some hunt going, Hey, we're in Kansas. The wind's coming out of the West. You know, I'm like, if bow hunting's going to be cool and fun, we've got to step it up because the other entertainment options that, that kids have is, is, is exciting. So we changed the name of the show from Maximum Archery to Maximum Archery World Tour. And I took all the dates of my hunts, the species of, of the hunt and where I was hunting, and I put them on the back of a T-shirt, like an old Van Halen concert shirt or old Journey concert shirt, and kind of made our shirts and our, our merch look like, like concert stuff. And then we had this idea, you know, we're, we're not on tour, but our TV show's on tour. We're going to this date and this hunt and this date and this hunt. We're traveling, doing laundry, going into you know, small town bars, playing darts, almost getting in trouble and, you know, coming real close to just, you know, having a lot of fun. Let's film that. And so the show was three hunting segments. It became Maximum Archery World Tour, became two segments of the travel and all that was involved, like behind the scenes of the so-called hunting tour, and then one segment of hunting. And it got real popular with the kids real quick. Now, I could play some music so i thought well instead of just using these songs off the internet and this downloadable music and music that you know that, that you can you know join these services and get this internet music why don't i just do some original songs and they were all hunting songs gotta go hunting blues buck of a lifetime blood trail on a white tail hunt me down you know we we made th these hunting songs and it really was just to enhance the show it it did not have any purpose of saying this might turn into a music career but what happened simultaneously to me doing this file sharing came out smartphones came out uh, itunes came out and the next thing i know i'm at these hunting shows the iowa deer classic and stuff doing meet and greets and all of a sudden everybody's playing my music they got it on the phone they you know they're playing it over the speakers at the uh, you know they call me up and say hey do you care if we play your music like in the lobby when everybody's buying their tickets to come in and stuff and uh, next thing I knew, I had a little music thing going. So as you can imagine, in country music, um, a lot of the artists are, are hunters, some big artists. Like, like, I didn't have to go looking to meet Blake Shelton. These people, these people watched my show, and they said, hey, Andy, you're doing music. Um, why don't you write one with us? Hey, we'll, let's do a song. Let's do a song. Yeah, let's. And, uh, yeah, and I, I ended up doing a song with the Davison Brothers and their uh, producer, Doug Growl, who, who did, you know, managed and produced Travis Tritt, Little Texas, Jeff Foxworthy, the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. He said, hey, Andy, you know, this sounds great, but why don't we make a real record? Why don't you come to Nashville and, and let me put you with some writers and let's get busy. So, uh, again, blessed to have, have had a TV show of 10 years after 10 years had morphed into a music career that had me so busy 
I couldn't, I had to choose between that and doing the show. And, uh, so, so here I am today recording my fourth album called lucky to be alive. And, uh, you know, now, and, and now on this great podcast with you. Time out. I want, I want to get something. You'll see why here in a second. Just give me three seconds. This is awesome. There we go. Yeah, here we go. Hang on a second. We're going we're gonna to do this right. Let's see here. So, so Andy, this is my Hoyt RX3. Yep. I got my uh, black gold side on and everything. I would definitely like to talk more hunting with you, post this or whatever. I, I'm a big bow guy. It's really changed my life. And yeah. so, speaking of changing lives, because I just had to show you that. I'm sorry. No, um, no problem. It's a great bow. It's it's uh, it's uh, graphite, right? Carbon fiber. Yeah, yeah. Carbon, carbon fiber, fiber. I'm graphite. sorry. Yeah, carbon fiber. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I've really got it dialed in. I put the scope on it, and it's, I I am I'm good to sixty yards. I'm trying to get to hundred now, but I love it. And in archery, changed my life. But one of the things I'm hearing, I'm excited, folks. Another fellow bow hunter archer it's rare it's rare um a lot of veterans get out of the military and have to reinvent themselves right we reinvent ourselves and it sounds like you've had to you went from this music focus this tv show to archery to back to music as your primary focus several times how did you manage all that, but stay true to who Andy is? Because a lot of you know people... that's that's the easy thing here for really? me. Because people ask me a lot, of, they'll ask me questions like, "How do you how do you wear so many hats?" And to add another layer to this, in 2015, off my Time to Fight record, I had a song out called "American Rebel," and we decided to build a brand around that. It went viral as a patriotic anthem. So we built a brand around that, started a company, American Rebel. We started off in concealed carry clothing, gun safes. Uh, you know, we do liquid fire. We've got e-bikes, 2A lockers. We have all kinds of products at American Rebel now. And as of February of 22, we're now a publicly traded company on NASDAQ. So it was bow hunting, kind of got the music thing going. The song sparked an idea for a company. We've turned that into a brand. And now I'm also the CEO of a NASDAQ, you know, publicly traded company. But when you ask the question, you know, I still wear the same hat. People ask me, how do you wear so many hats? It's just one hat. I'm, I'm still the same person. I still preach the same message, whether I'm on your podcast, or I'm playing a concert, or I'm at an investor conference in New York. Um, I'm just the same guy. I'm, you know, I'm talking about uh, uh, working hard and, and having some ethics and common sense. And, and, and even though we, you know, our country's not perfect right now. It's still by far the greatest country uh, on the planet. There's only one like it. And, you know, I just get up every day and try to not just get through the day. I try to get from the day. And uh, I'm just rolling. And I've been blessed to have one thing roll into the next. But uh, I don't think I would be any different, dress any different, act any different than if me and you were getting ready to jump on a float plane and go land on the McMillan River and take down a moose than I would be if I was getting ready to head to New York for an investor conference down in some fancy hotel in Times Square. We just, we just stay who we are and uh, it's worked for me. So, you know, there's no reason to change. Well, I definitely am checking out your, I've been checking out the American rebel uh, stock. You know, uh, I, I'm like, I'm all there. I'm all there. I will definitely rather put my money in your stock than, you know, uh, another company who's going to use, you know, my dividends to, you know, be anti-American for lack of a better term, but this love for your country, 
you know, I've been outside the U.S. a little bit, and it didn't take me long to figure out that, you know what, we we, we have our problems, right, Andy? We have our problems, but yeah. this is a pretty great place to be, and people want to come here. What is it about America that you love so much? Well, obviously, the freedoms that have been paid for, uh, you know, by, by the efforts and blood, sweat, and tears of, of our of our men and women of our armed forces that have, that have made this country uh, the great place that it is. And, you know, if you, I, I do, I used to just tell this to kids, but yeah. now I think I have to tell it to adults too, it seems like, and polit- current politicians and stuff. But everybody ought to go to bed every night with a globe beside their bed, you know, the kind you can spin. Yeah. And yeah. you wake up in the morning and spin that globe and take your finger and stop it. And if your finger lands on the United States of America, you're a blessed individual. Whatever it is you're trying to do, your podcast, me writing songs, someone's trying to start a business, someone's trying to raise some kids, and maybe they they love horseback riding and trail riding and cooking out or going to ball games and the the Super Bowl's coming up. Your finger lands anywhere on that whole globe other than the United States of America, that stuff ain't happening for you. You try chasing the American dream and having your finger land in Bangladesh or, you know, wherever, any other country out there, it's not happening. The best place in the world the, the, the place where dreams come true is right here in the United States, and everybody should be thankful and supporting all of our uh, all of our efforts to keep this the, 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 the best country, the country that it is, the country that uh, that we're blessed to live in. One of the things that, uh, of I want I don't want to say your platform, but I, I definitely want to say the uh, of who you are is you are very vocal about the aspect of the Second Amendment, how it relates to America versus the rest of the world and i don't i don't think people appreciate how the fact that we as americans can keep and bear arms means that our government can't just roll over us like other governments do but it seems to be that that people are really working overtime to erode that or remove it completely i mean what do you think about all that well you know i may be making this sound a little uh maybe a little simpler than it is. I know there's more to it, but, you know, in my opinion, the Second Amendment is what protects all of our other amendments and our Constitution. Um, I think it's, you know, it just blows my mind that somebody would think that gun restrictions or taking away our guns after watching the people over in the Ukraine that would give anything to have a few weapons to, to, uh, you know, defend themselves. And here we are happen to send them weapons because they'd already, you know, had theirs taken away. Um, how anyone could think after watching what happened over there, that the U S citizens being armed is not a great, it's not a great idea. The U S citizens, not the U S military, the U S military is the best, the most powerful, robust military on, on the planet, but just the U S citizens, just us responsible gun owners that make up U.S. citizens is one of the most powerful armies and defenses in the world, and we need to be able to protect ourselves. And why why you can watch an example of the people over in the Ukraine crying and begging, please give me a rifle so I can defend my wife and my child if someone's you know coming shooting at my door, and then they look at that and think that's that's the way to go. It 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 makes, it makes no sense at all. I I I can't even fathom what the true agenda is. Uh, I don't want to go down that, that path, but, uh, sure. uh, you know, the, the true agenda of the people who want to disarm American citizens, it, 
makes no sense. It's something that you feel strongly about. I I look at, you know, you know, over in Asia where uh, there is no right to defend yourself and the government can pretty much do whatever they want, whenever they want, but it's something that is unique to our country. It's a fabric of who we are. I think, I think they said there's, there's 350 million Americans and there's like six guns for every American, you know, in this country. I think that's, I think we could, you know, make those numbers higher personally, but it, it's, it's a very important part of who we are. I definitely have more than my fair share than of the number six. Uh, you know, I, I, was, I, I have a high rise in downtown Nashville. I, country, and I'm right in the middle of the city and my, I can walk down to my bank <clears throat> and I walk down to my bank to do my banking and there's an armed guard in you know, and that makes sense. It's a bank. There's money. I mean, I get it. And I walked by this jewelry store that's down the street from the bank on my way, and they've got an armed guard in there. And I, I get it. There's millions of dollars and millions. I don't know how much money worth of diamonds. So I get it. But, you know, not everybody can afford or needs to hire an armed guard. You know, I, I out here, it, in you know, out here on the farm, we got tractors. We got memories, trucks, four-wheelers. I mean, I got a lot of stuff out here that can add up, you know, why, why am I not allowed to protect my stuff, but yet the bank can protect its stuff as it should. The jewelry store can hire an armed guard to protect its investments and its diamonds. I've got stuff too, you know, but I don't have an armed guard. And you know what? I can take care of the problem if I have to quicker than the cops can get out here. I mean, I love our law enforcement, but they ain't getting here for 10, 15 minutes. I may not have 10 or 15 minutes. I, I'm not allowed to defend myself, my Jeep, my truck, my tractor, my tools, my memories, my, my you know, my belongings. It, you know, but the but the jewelry store has got an armed guard. They can. I mean, we, we're we're capable of protecting ourselves, um, and we're capable of being responsible gun owners. And to take a to take a couple of, of examples of some people who who just didn't make good decisions and they're not uh let's just say not responsible gun owners i mean you're gonna have a you're gonna have far and few between one here one there but to take that and make an example i mean if somebody got food poisoning at the sizzler tomorrow you don't shut down all the restaurants and tell the farmers to quit growing food you know it's it's uh we we just have the right to protect ourselves and and i sleep good at night knowing i can't and that's the thing, right? I mean, our country was founded on, and still today, I mean, I, I tell people the same thing. If, if you think the police can get to your house in the time it takes to defuse a situation, you're, you're, you're definitely not aware of how bad things can go and how quickly, and how quickly they can go. Excuse me. And, and this is something that you live and, and, dare I say, preach every day. How did this figure into your, your last record you put out? You know, when, when I had the, uh, the hunt, let's, yeah, let's, let's get there, man. Um, when I had the hunting show, everything I did was a hunting song. Cause really the song was just for the show. Right. And then Doug Grau said, you know, Hey, why don't you come to town and let's make a record. And I tried to make, you know, it's been 15 years ago or something on the first record, 12 years ago. And I tried to make what we thought was a top 40, at the time record, something relevant to the, the, the time of the music. And, you know, 
that just, it really wasn't me. It wasn't my sound. It wasn't my thing. And uh, I'm not a top 40 country artist. I'm not going to win the voice. Um, I can't sing the paint off the wall like my buddy Lee Bryce. But I had a couple songs on there that I, I more or less wrote for fun that we weren't thinking, hey, these are the ones that might sound good on the radio, but them are the ones that took off. So after the You Ain't Seen Crazy Yet record, we did the Cold Dead Hand record. And that's where I found my sound. And that's where um, I found my audience, the built-in audience that I had originally from the TV show that was growing because of the music. And this, and all you got to do, if you know, if you're out, if you're fortunate enough to do a record, and the couple two songs on here that kind of have this vibe and sound are the ones that that everybody gravitates to, and the rest of it's going in the virtual trash can. Well, on your next record, you're going to feed into those that sound that that they liked off the first one, and then you know by your next record, you've really like off of uh, Time to Fight, we've really boiled down our our sound, our look, our feel, our message. Um, and like you, um, I grew up all the hard rock stuff. I mean, I'm, 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 you know, when I was younger, I'm and still to this day, I mean, you know, I love my Metallica and my Motley Crue and, and, uh, you know, was listening to, you know, just all kinds of, of, uh, of, you know, love that hair band area, love the grunge area, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, part two, um, loved it all. And the classic rock, you know, as I said, grew up on Seeger and Fleetwood Mac and, and, uh, you know, those types of bands. And then of course goes into journey and Ario Speedwagon, but I really like the hard, the harder rock and my producer manager, now president of American rebel, Doug Growl, like I said, he had worked with Travis Tritt in little Texas, did Jeff Foxworthy, the blue collar comedy tour. You know, he's country. And he said, Andy, if, if I'm going to help you, my lane is country. This is where I have you know, all my abilities are right here. And so I wanted to rock. He wanted country. And on a couple of songs, we kind of met in the middle with kind of a little bit harder, maybe just a little harder rock than a Southern rock song, than a Skinner type thing. Right. Right. And that's what, that's what caught fire for me. That's, that's how we developed our sound was him, you know, me pushing to really rock and him pushing to make it country. And we met in the middle and by the time we hit the cold dead hand record, we had found our sound and uh, haven't looked back since. So, so what part of the whole creation process do you like? Do you like being in the studio with the producer, figuring out what you're going to do? Do you like performing? Do you like touring? What's, what's the part that really like fuels your creative drive, Andy? Well, I think playing live, I think most most artists would say that playing live, you know, there's no substitute for it because, you know, uh, I like to party. I like to have a good time. Um, and you can go to a party, you can go to a bar, but when you're playing live, you are the party. And there's, you know, for, for 45 to 90 minutes, I am the MC of the party when I'm playing and, and, uh, it's a lot, lot of fun. So playing live is, is, you know, unmatched. Now, as far as the creative process of writing and, and getting to do songs, I'm a creative, just a creative person. I'm doing something creative every day. And I, and I say this, I've, I've not heard this before, but to me, people, people will say, well, how do you like writing songs? I call it building songs. And when you make dinner, if you're cooking for a lot of people and you're trying to make a, something a little special or a little different, you're kind of building dinner. If I, 
if I've got a new dog and I've got to get a dog house together, I'm, I'm building a dog house. And what do I mean by that? If I'm building a dog house, I'm going to draw, you know, a sketch out some plans. I need some wood. I need some nails, some screws. I need some shingles. You know, I might need a little insulation depending on where you live. You know, you need these things and you put them all together. And at the end of the day, you've got a dog house. If you're doing dinner, you need some eggs and some flour. You need this meat. You need these spices. You need this pan. You know, you, you need your stove, your grill, your oven. You know, there's a list of things you need and you put them together and you build this dinner. And at the end, you have what you have. Now, it may taste terrible and you throw it in the trash or it may be fantastic. Or you may say, next time, I'm not going to put in so much of this and that and this. And then you make it better next time. So what do I need when I'm doing a song? I need I need a beat. I need a tempo. And it starts with an idea. I need lyrics. I need a riff. I need a melody. You know, I need these. I need a pencil and paper, my laptop. You know, there's things you need. And then just like the mill or the doghouse, eventually at the end of the day or the end of the second day or whatever, it's done. And just like that meal, you may throw it in the trash can or you may say, this is the best dinner I've ever made. But you're just you're just taking things and creating. When I design a product at American Rebel, I've got my little square paper and my my pens and my, my ruler and, you know, and I, I draw it out and then then, you know, I need some some materials to prototype it. And, you know, you're just creating. And I have as much fun creating from a scrap of supplies, turning it into a doghouse as I do an idea and turning it into a song or a list of stuff I got at the store that I'm putting on the grill. So it's just, it's just being creative and, uh, and then seeing what comes from it. I think when I listened to some of the tracks from all American heart, I felt like I was being fed like, Hey, this is, this is why I'm an American. Like, like, I, I connected with the fact that, hey, here's somebody else who really loves being an American. And this is why, you know, a lot of times I, I, I know people overseas. I have some, you know, foreign coworkers and they're like, it's hard for us to, you know, really understand what an American is. And I felt like I could give them this record and they'd get an idea of, of what America is. Now, it's not like, America for everybody, but for a lot of people it is. And what I mean by that is, you know, people think like New York and LA and like Miami, that's America. And I'm like, there's a whole swath of the country that's yeah. different. And I think you hit that really well. And I, I know I could give that record to somebody and say, Hey, listen to this. You're going to get an idea of where I'm coming from and where a lot of people that I relate to are, is coming from too. I think that was what I got out of it. That's amazing because you got out of it exactly the idea that before there was a chord progression and a melody, you know, we started with an idea and you got out of it, the idea. And, and the idea was simply, um, and I always, I always want to clarify this. There's no one, no one in this country that deserved a bigger pat on the back and a bigger hug and a bigger thank you. Than, than, than our veterans and our men and women of the armed forces. That, that just, there's no, there's no, there's no disputing that. Then you've got our first responders, right? We've got our firemen, our police and, and, and departments. And, and, and they are, you know, they come in there, right? With, with being someone, a group of people we should be thankful for, blessed that they help protect. Um, so that's a given. But what I wanted to do 
was write a song that that gave the credit that's well deserved you know what happens if the guy who what happens with the, the people who pick up your trash once a week don't show up what if the, what if the cornfield farmer doesn't show up you know where's his pat on the back you know we're bible belt preachers you know small town teachers and bible belt preachers and you know and all american heart was designed to go down to that to that blue collar level of the fabric of our country and just say hey i know the veterans deserve the you know the military deserves the biggest high five but all these people deserve a high five too because they they also make this this country work right. um if you don't just just you know uh you know just try to get through the day with how important uh a lot of these people uh, all these people that make this this you know this rock go around are um you know uh as i said uh you know Here's to the cornfield farmers, oil rig roughnecks too. Yep. Nurses on a night shift, drummer on a drum kit, ain't it red, white, and blue? You know, they're doing their thing. They're playing their part. They're living the dream with an all-American heart. You know, that's what the song was about, and you you got it. No, I, I, I really, you know, connected with it. And, you know, one of the things I kind of want to talk about now that COVID's kind of down, I see a lot of bands trying to tour again and a lot of bands trying to meet that challenge, you know, what's touring going to be like for you in 2023? 2023 uh, comes spring, summer is going to be our biggest year yet. You know, we really started getting some legs and momentum with the music, um, you know, right about when we started American Rebel. And we've been really busy at American Rebel. It's really taken um, a lot of time, um, to get to where we are today and a lot of hard work by a lot of great people. Um, and as we really started getting our legs to go out, that's when we got hit, you know, 1920 is when, you know, when we got hit by COVID and really, uh, really hit it, you know, really hurt our head of steam that we had going at that time. And, uh, and we're back, we got a new record out and uh, this 2020, this 2023 spring summer is going to be our biggest year on the road yet nice nice so you're i'm watching this show i'm hearing you talk about this i'm pro-american all the way i bleed red white and blue how do i get connected with andy ross and the music you've put out or anything else you've done like the bow hunting like your 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 clothing and and, and 2a uh stuff you have going on yeah, it's it's real simple. The music stuff, uh, my music's available on all digital platforms, whether it be Apple or Spotify, you know, whatever you use. Um, AndyRoss.com is a great place to go to to see what I do musically um, as an artist. Uh, AmericanRebel.com is where to go to get information on our American Rebel safes, two-way lockers, e-bikes, uh, concealed carry clothing, backpacks. Um, so it's all there. Um, obviously, you know, you can Google about anything and something will come up. My YouTube channel's got a lot of the, the, the bow hunt stuff on it as well from the openers and some, some highlights of episodes and, and, you know, um, so it's all out there. It's not hard to find. I'll have all the links to everything in the Oscar Mike radio show post. Um, a couple last questions here. I know you're busy. Um, are you going to be at the, the, uh, total archery challenge in Tennessee this year? What's it called? The Total Archery Challenge. So it's 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 like a course with like a hundred 3D targets, and you can go through, and it's it's very challenging. Like it's it's 
there's one in Vermont I'm going to go up to this year and try to do really well at, but I've had guys tell me, Hey, I've lost like 30 arrows trying to do some of these shots. So I was just curious if you heard about that. I hadn't heard about it, but it sounds very interesting. And uh, if you could, uh, if you could email me the date or text me would be fantastic. I, you know, if it's probably on a weekend and it's probably going to be in the spring or summer. So I imagine I'm out playing somewhere, but I would love to go to it even as a spectator. We'll do, we'll do on that. And you know, one thing for veterans, there's a lot of veterans I know in the music business right now, or they're starting their own business, or they're trying to do both, and they got a family to boot. And like anybody else, it's like, on a good day, it's hard. On a good day, it's hard. On a bad day, it's like impossible. Based on your experience, what do I tell that veteran who's like, you know, man, this is just a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I don't know if I'm ever going to be successful you know, how do I tell them to keep going? Well, first of all, they're, they're already successful. Um, and you got to separate just a little bit, you know, who you are as a person. I mean, American rebel, um, you know, American rebel, our company, I want to be successful, but it, it doesn't define me. Uh, uh, you know, I am, I'm a person and I, and, uh, I'm a, a man of faith and I like to have a good time and, and, uh, you know, the, the person you are and who you are in your heart, that's what makes you successful, the way you treat people. Now, your business, um, obviously, you, you want to have success in business. And, and uh, all I can say, you know, is, is you just always got to keep that, that shingle on the door. I mean, you don't know where the opportunities are coming from. You don't know where the breaks are coming from. Things don't always happen in our time. They happen um, when you least expect it a lot of times. Uh, you know, one thing does lead to another. You're at one trade show that's not quite as successful as you thought, but you met somebody there who's a manufacturer who might have an idea. You just don't know where they're coming from. Be positive, treat people with respect, and uh, just keep your head down and, and keep working. Chase the American dream that you made possible because without you, the, the American dream would not be alive and well today. Awesome, awesome. So again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm with Andy Ross, uh, you know, entrepreneur, musician, TV, you know, host, bow hunter, hunter, you know, ardent Second Amendment uh, supporter. Just great talking with you. And if you get nothing else out of here, there is the American dream. It's still alive and well, and it's being played out right here in front of you. Uh, Mr. Ross, thanks for coming on. And you know, I can't wait to uh, check out more of what you're doing. And my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for putting up with the uh, the wind in the background. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, so as we say here in Oscar Mike Radio, we're mission in flight. Thanks again. Until next time. Join us on National Wreaths Across America Day, December 16th, 2023. Each December on National Wreaths Across America Day, our mission to remember, honor, and teach is carried out by coordinating wreath laying ceremonies at Arlington National Cemetery, as well as more than 3,700 additional locations in all 50 states at sea and abroad. Join us by sponsoring a veteran's wreath at a cemetery near you, volunteering or donating to a local sponsor group. for listening and watching Oscar Mike Radio, where our active duty service members and veterans are in action and the mission is in flight. If you are a veteran or know a veteran who needs help, please dial 998 
and press 1 for the Veterans Crisis Line.